1: Is Peter Frampton still alive? And Tori.
0: Hello, Internet.
1: And we start every week with Good Thing. So, Dave, what's your good thing? My good thing this week is a
2: group band of music. They're called California Guitar Trio, and they have ties with Robert Fripp of King Crimson. And they're just like three guys playing acoustic guitar, no vocals, just playing some good stuff. And I posted a track from their album, Masterworks. And it's a really awesome acoustic guitar take on Toccata and Fugue by Johann Sebastian Bach. Like, probably one of my favorite takes on that uh, piece, which is like one of probably the... Like, it's up there with Beethoven's Fifth Symphony as one of the most recognizable melodies
1: of all history. Yeah. If you had to cast 80s and 90s action movie stars... As classical composers, who'd you go with? Uh,
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, actually called me up and he said, I'll be Bach. But um, too bad Craig wasn't here. That was that would have been a great dad joke for him. Oh well. Um, but yeah, California Guitar Trail. Unfortunately, Mr. Fripp uh, doesn't like having his music on streaming services. Otherwise, I would probably be getting into King Crimson. Um, But, you know, California Guitar Trio, I think they were all actually, like, tutored by Robert Fripp. Um, But, yeah, really uh, really awesome, if you like, acoustic guitar, no vocals style music, which is, like, one of my top three favorite formats. And, yeah, Masterworks they have a lot of, like, DRM-free songs. Uh, Their performances of them might not be, but, like, there's stuff like, I, I'm actually looking at it right now, Takata and Fugue uh, Pascaglia, other words I can't pronounce, and also
1: William Tell Overture. Anyways, it's cool. I like it. Nice. Uh, so my good thing this week is yesterday, Craig and Tori and I recorded some patron-only content where we compared the quality of Toy Story 1 to Toy Story 2 to, to see if we all agreed that Toy Story 2 was better. We did, but... We also talked about Toy Story 3 and 4, and we did not all agree on the relative quality of Toy Story 3. And that's going to be out at some point. I may actually release that to the to the main feed so people can get a taste and decide if they want to spend money to get the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's my good thing. Tori?
0: My good thing this week is a book. It's a, a children's chapter book. It's called Where the Mountain Meets the Moon by grace Lin, and it's um kind of a, a chinese fairy tale um i want to say the book is at least 10 years old um but it's about uh a young girl named min Lee, uh whose father likes to tell her stories and he so one day he tells her a story about um going off to seek your fortune and so she decides she's gonna run away from home to seek her fortune and pretty much every other chapter is a story being told by one of the characters to another character and so as the book goes along the stories start coming together into real life and you realize that all the stories are true and it's it was just so It's such a pretty book. It's so well put together. Um, I really enjoyed all of it. Just the there weren't any characters doing stupid things that make the reader go, oh, my gosh, why did they do that? So that that's always a bonus. But also it was just um, it was very lyrical. Um, The the writing style was uh, very poetic and I really enjoyed that as well as it being just a straight up fairy tale with a happy ending. So. Uh, where the mountain meets the moon by Grace Lynn.
1: So, is it a story about stories and storytelling? Because I love those.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Nice, like that Chaucer, Chaucer's one. Um, Sandman by Neil Gaiman is a really, really good example of that. Um, Patrick Rothfuss's um, Kingkiller Chronicles is is also that. Just stories about stories and storytelling and why we tell stories and what kind of stories we tell. <laughs>
0: Yes, that that is exactly how I would describe this. So uh go out and find a copy if you're into that sort of thing. It um like I said, it's for kids, so it it's a quick read and it won't take you very long.
1: Neat. Hey, this looks like a kid's book. Uh so Dave, you read a kid's book this week, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I read a book with kids in it. Does that count? Sure does, buddy. So yeah, what did, what did you read this week? I read uh, Billy and the Shardgoats by Brandon Sanderson. Had kids in it. That's a great
1: name for a band.
2: <laughs> Billy and the Shardgoats?
1: Yeah. I would I would listen to music from Billy and the Shardgoats. Neat. You wanna talk about Oathbringer
2: instead though? No, Oathbringer sounds boring. But it's by the same author that wrote Billy and the Shard Goats. Oh, Tell then I mean more
0: in. about these shardgoats.
2: Uh they're Bad to the bone. But I'm a piss. And they eat tin cans and they burn tin to see farther. Yeah, they eat tin cans and then they burn them allomantically. <laughs> and they like have X ray vision. Um and also like they have they're really good at standing on mountaintops because they're mistborns. Dave is over here creating an entire <laughs> magic system. From from one joke. <laughs> I'm not even creating a magic system. I'm just copying one from Brandon Sanderson. It's much like the one we find in Oathbringer, which we're going to talk about. Which of which, which of I terludes interlude four and those. Yeah, you and got on there. chapter 59. Dave got Jackson, there, everybody. Yeah, well, you sidetracked me. And... uh you know you just kind of like head butted me out of the the correct course nanner chapter interlude four Kaze, I'm sorry Kaze. everything's elantrian all right,
1: I'm a storm no okay i'm
2: you're a storm
1: hey, hang on dave <laughs> what? you're you're throwing your elantrian pronunciations at the wrong words a a storm i uh storm I uh pizzeria yeah, yeah but imia is actually how <laughs> how you how you're supposed to pronounce that place
2: did i know that some secret what secret island what the heck is going on king crab strikes again oh remember king crab yeah he's back in this interlude oh imia is this like secret island with secrets on it and king crab has to protect it by uh like, keeping people from going to the island. Uh, so uh, so, King Crab disguises himself as a cook on this pirate ship, and he poisons everybody. But this one lady whose skin is falling off because she has a lifetime of using a soul caster to turn stuff into smoke, and she's turning into smoke herself, she takes longer to get poison.
1: But still, she dies before she finds the secret of Amia Island. Okay. You have actually met three Iomeans, including the one from this interlude. King Crab. Uh he is another one.
2: Oh, okay. This isn't
1: the same one. It it's the same kind of thing, but not the same person. And Axes the collector. Yep. Hmm. Uh there also exist humans who identify as Iomeans because they are like their ancestors are from Iomea, but they're not I they're they're just humans from so this place. They're, okay.
2: Oh, are they actually like descended from the, the crab people, or they nope. just happen to be geographically from Iamia? Geographically from Iamia, but But no one's allowed to live here, because King Crab keeps them from living there.
1: Currently, yes, but in the past, people did live there. Maybe they lived side by side one day. Alright, anything um, else oh, for Interlude 4? Actually, yes. Um, so, the Soulcaster is a savant. No, Spook is a savant and Wait, is, is savant of...
2: like Wait, hold on a second. Are you telling me that savant is not exclusive to Alamancy? I am
1: exactly telling you that. And uh this interlude also gives you some more information about like why Wax wasn't like why Brandon changed it so Wax was no longer a savant so that he wouldn't turn into steel because having a steel bubble wasn't a uh, like wasn't a big enough benefit and didn't come with any downsides. Savantism is, like, you get way better at doing the thing, but also you have horrible, horrible side effects.
2: Well, like, Spook's spook side effect was that, like, he was just blinded and deafened by everything. That's why he had to wear a blindfold, right? Yeah. Like, he, he couldn't function effectively. Interesting. I didn't even consider
1: that savantism applied to other forms of investiture. Neither did we until someone told us After we, long after we read this interlude. But this <laughs> is the point at which that information is like applicable to you, so you he, get it now. Who told you? Was it Trampy Knight? No, it was just general Word of Brandon stuff. Uh-huh. Cool.
0: Where is Trampy Knight lately? I don't
1: know. He rejoined the server after... Maybe leaving it, maybe not. I honestly don't know. I don't actually, like, keep track of, like, people being on the server or not.
0: I thought that was Fell Knight.
1: Just, if you're here, you're here. Or maybe that was Fel Knight. We have too many knights. I know, right? Well, dude, we're, like,
2: reforming the Knights Radiant, so it makes sense. Trampy they're Knight, just, if you're out emerging. there, we miss you. Uh, okay. Interlude 4 happened. Yep. And,
1: and then after that... Oh, yeah, at the end, the the, uh... The smoke Crap. savant, yeah. like, turned herself into smoke. Right, because,
2: like, she was about to die to the poison, but she's like, oh, no, you don't. If I go down, I'm
1: taking me with me instead. You can't fire me. I quit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically. Um, but, yeah, the uh, the Kremlin people are Dicean Iameans, I believe. Also uh. known as Sleepless. And All right. Axies the Collector is a different type of Iamian, and we were told what kind, and I don't remember. Is that it? Yeah, I'm done.
2: Cool. Chapter Interlude 5 Taravangian. Taravangian starts on the Tuesday puzzles because Monday is too easy. Did he pretend not to know the Saturday puzzles so they would let him reign? Adratagia, Meleta the Dustbringer, Dalinar Paradigm. Kill Dalinar and those singing kids. Adra think Vargo may be a little too smart. Time to save the part of the world that matters. All right, don't kill Dalinar. Just keep letting him co Then blackmail the Blackthorn. Make a deal with Odium. Probably some old magic stuff. All right, Taravangian's having, like, probably the best day since he wrote the diagram. And remember, he has to do these like math problems when he wakes up every day. And if he's too stupid, they lock him up. And if he's too smart, they lock him up. So he strategically makes himself look just smart enough so that they won't lock him up today. Uh, but he's secretly super duper smart today. And then his uh, his longtime gal pal, Adratagia, she knows what's up. Malete is a Dustbringer. We met her before. Um, learn that, you know, Tyravangian actually makes a modification to the diagram and decides not to kill Dalinar. But later on, they're gonna be Smirch's good name, if he even has a good enough name to be Smirch. And so they're gonna make a deal with Odium. That's Tyravangian's plan to keep the part of the world that matters uh, intact, which... I don't know what that means the Tyravangian. Maybe it just means Carbranth, I don't know. Maybe it just means, you know, you know Vadenar, because he's like in charge of Vadenar now. Or not, uh, Yakaved actually. Um, Or is Yakaved the capital
1: of Vadenar? Yakovet is the country, I believe. And then okay. Vadenar would be the, the descriptor th- of the people and possibly also the name of the capital city.
2: There's a cool word for that. I think it's
1: Palidinim. Wait, no, the people are Vaden, so Vadenar would right. be the, the city. What's the
2: okay. word? Polynym? Like, I think it's polynym or something like that. There's like a word that actually means name of the people of a region. It's either polynym or polytonym. Polonium? I wonder if that's going to come up in a crossword puzzle. Uh, No, demonym, that's it, demonym. That's the word. I knew it was some word that meant people. It's demo. Yes, Demonym. All right. Uh, okay. So, changes the plan. We're not going to kill Dalinar. We're just going to make him unite the world, and then be him and then make a deal with Odium. And Taravangian apparently refers to this like old magic stuff where he wishes for quote, give me the capacity to save us. And if I'm correct, that a Nightwatcher is cultivation or some avatar of cultivation. I guess that's like a uh, like an autonomy thing, but whatever. Some, as Stormfather is to honor, uh, Nightwatcher is to cultivation. Or Nightwatcher just is cultivation, I'm not sure. Or I could be completely wrong about that. So that's Tyravangian's wish. And if I were cultivation, I would hear that wish and interpret the us to include myself and give Tyravangian the power to save him and his people and Cultivation herself, so I don't think she's given him the power to make a deal with Eudium. That that would be contrary to her interpretation of his wish, I
1: think. What do you guys think? I think those are some interesting thoughts that you should probably, like, type out in Dave Theories. Oh, uh, what's Dave Theories? Oh, that's a channel on our Discord, Dave. And people can join our Discord by going to patreon.com slash CosmereCast, and they can give us money or not. Because the link is is there and it's open to everybody.
2: And maybe by then I'll have written something in the Dave Theories channel. Anything uh, but, to add on Chapter I-5?
1: Well, even if Dave doesn't add anything recent to Dave Theories, there's a lot of good stuff there. There's most also of Dave Arton stuff. There's <laughs> good things. There's animal pics and Craig's baby. There's dad jokes. There's... I think my
2: most recent wild theory was that uh, Hoyd was Ender. <laughs> From Enders Game, but I'm probably that's probably wrong. It was just a fun, fun thought. Yep, that's the most recent thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Chapter I five happened, and things happened in Chapter I five.
1: Uh, so my favorite part of this chapter is at the beginning. Teravangian's like, "Get me a choir of children to sing for me," and then like twenty minutes later, kill those kids.
2: And Adrastea is like. You mean, tell them to stop singing, right?
0: (laughs) It's like, I'm going to find the perfect playlist to listen to as I make this drive to a place I've never been before. And then when you're like a block away, you're like, nope, I have to turn off the radio so I can navigate now.
1: Yeah, but instead of turning off the radio, it's it's child murder.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Brandon Sanderson and his uh, idioms
1: of child murder, radio, murder child murder radio would also make a really good band name
0: <laughs> so next time that i'm driving somewhere and i have to turn off my radio i'm gonna be like kill those kids
1: Tori, do you listen
2: to kindy music i don't know what that is it's kid indie music
0: oh no i guess not then.
2: like uh trout fishing in america um baboons tunes okay i'll get, i'll have it as a good thing at some point <laughs> but anyway uh you're a children's librarian you should check out some kindy music maybe i'll send you some links
0: yeah i you know that would have been useful a couple of years ago but i got promoted last week so i'm not a children's librarian anymore what why why wasn't that a good thing because i'm in that interim period where like i accepted the job offer but i haven't started it yet so it doesn't seem real
1: okay well congrats thanks uh does that mean no more summer reading program for you
0: Oh, no, I still have to do the summer reading program. Um, basically, instead of being a children's librarian at a tiny branch, I am going to be a manager at a different tiny branch.
1: That's huge. Oh, awesome. Hold oh, uh, me yeah.
2: closer, tiny brancher.
0: Uh, yeah, and also it's closer to my house, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it works. Uh, what do you have to say about Chapter I-5, Tori?
0: Was that the Teravangian one? I think I already said everything I needed to say.
2: Okay. Let's go on the chapter I six then interlude six. This one is mine. Fenley! Ulim Yo was that Tattle? Is it Ulim Tattle? Yeah, okay. Uh, tattle for those of you who missed it before, or just forgot, or have no idea what I'm talking about. Tattle is the yellow fairy who is the Majora's Mask equivalent of Navi. So if uh, Silphena is Navi, then Ulim is Tattle. All right. Uh, powers in there. Gemhart, Demid and Melu get fused. Venli hides, ball of light spren. What's Alethala? the continent where Alethkar is? All right, Mike, what happened in this chapter?
1: Uh, we have a Venli flashback uh, to... The, Actually, I the...
2: The wasn't sure if it was a flashback. Like, is this when the fused first come, or are these... More fused coming to like Venli and her friends. No, this is
1: this is a flashback. This is the first round of fused. Uh, okay. This is this is actually the first ever storm hitting Narak, uh, the the shattered planes. And yeah.
2: Oh, after we're so in the the, the, the like the prologue or first chapter where Venli finds Eshenai's corpse. Like I thought that's where Venli found out that Eshenai died. But in this interlude, the uh, one of the fused or one of the like Oh you're right. This gods. this is the second
1: Everstorm. Okay.
2: So one of the old gods is like Oh that I tried to resist us too or something like that. Yeah, okay. This is this is
1: the second Everstorm okay. win. When... But this
2: is actually before Venley finds out that Esh and I died, I guess. If it's a
1: No. Um... No, this is after that. I'm fairly certain. Okay. Anyway. Um yeah, Venley and all of her loyal um listeners. Uh, get <laughs> like get fused. our we have loyal listeners. <laughs> for yeah, our podcast. Except that Venley doesn't. Something something prevents Venley from getting fused. Do you have any idea what that was, Dave? Kelsier. Yep, you got it. Kelsier. Oh, it's the dead guy from she's wear- Oh, Real.
2: she's hold on. She's wearing a hemallergic earring that prevents her from being possessed by preservation. There you go. Yeah. I thought it was just like Venli's own will, but
1: no, there's a, there's an external force that that helps. Is it Eshenai? No.
2: What did they have? That? Well, they're all in storm form, right? Yeah. So it's not her form. Do you Does do she you not have a remember? Blade?
1: There was a big voice. Big voice speaks in all caps.
2: Odium, Stormfather. I, Stormfather I believe it was Stormfather. Yeah. Stormfather is usually a voice that speaks in all caps. Was he the one that was like, "This one is mine"? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought that was like, cause, so she Venly doesn't become possessed by one of the fused, which also we find out like straight up kills people. When yeah, they get but fused. she
1: she does bond with a lesser spren to get a form of power. Right, and I thought it was that it
2: was kind of weird because it was almost like that spren was taking claim to Venley, but. Also, the Void Spren is a lower rank than the Fused. So, like, why did they listen to what I said? And I was trying to figure out what this Ball of Light Spren is as well. Because Venli sees this little Spren that manifests as a Ball of Light. And she's like, oh, if the Fused
1: see this Spren, they're going to kill it. So she hides it from them? Yep. So that's that's the Spren that was interested in and I previously. So, okay.
2: So basically, they're... Uh so basically uh Ash and I was wasn't a Radiant but was had a Spren interested in bonding with her? Yes. Okay. I actually thought Ash and I was a night radiant at one point, but she was a candidate to be one. Yeah, she died before she got far enough along to actually bond. Huh. So it's that actual spren that tried to bond with Esh and I is now trying to bond with Fenley. Well Um
1: I, I wouldn't go that far, I would say. Really scoping her out. Any port in a Everstorm? Port? Yeah. So are there Odium
2: Radiance as well? Or um, yeah, a... the, the Fused. Okay. But what about this little ball of light spring? Was that an Odium
1: Bonder? Or maybe nope. even a Cultivation Bonder? Or uh, an that, bonder that was or a... Well, things are sort of jumbled on the radiant side of things, like... Very little is pure honor, and very little is pure cultivation. Uh, okay. Most things are a bit of both.
2: Huh. Well, I mean, like edge dancers
1: have the cultivation surge, right? And they bond with cultivation sprint.
2: Yeah. So basically, it's a two v one, but honor is dead. But I'll see what I can do.
1: Yep. Uh, and also, in to answer your last question, bullet point: What's a lethala? That's just the Old way of saying Alethkar, just the name oh, of the country these, changed. Yeah, the the Fused Dudes are old. Okay.
2: I thought maybe it was the continent. Like, we have North America and the United States of America, which many people just shortened to America. And then there's the capital of America, America City. All right. On to part three? On to part three. Defying Truth, Love Truth is the title of part three. And we have viewpoints from Dalinar, Shalinar, Kalinar, and Adalinadinolin. Uh so first we get a like a fashion picture of a Thalen woman, and I imagine the eyebrows being much longer. They're actually like I'm not into it, but it's far less distracting than what I was picturing. Like I was picturing basically night elves from World of Warcraft with the super long eyebrows, but like twice as long as
1: that okay what what you need to bear in mind here is this picture is of a a professional model who happens to have very long eyebrows now, I would like you to I'm sure you know some people that that fall into this category of like older guys with like super bushy eyebrows that like they never do anything with and they're just wildly overgrown big ol' eyebrows yeah uh i I like to imagine that like the ship captain from uh shalon's boat from book one is has that, but they're like three feet long. Okay. But
2: so like the this uh this model of the Thalen fashion magazine is like the eyebrows are long and it's like uh and I'm like not like again I'm like uh, whatever it's not that distracting in this picture. Yeah
1: it's a they're nice picture. they're styled I'm sure there was some plucking, some waxing involved in getting them to look like that. Eh yeah, makes
2: sense. Then why not why don't they just shave him? I guess cause they like to be distinctive as well. That's fair. Okay. Uh anyways, chapter fifty eight is called Burdens Meta Contemplation. Kaladin, landowner. Just like he always wanted. Fenway. I think I wanted to make a Red Sox joke here, but I don't know. Anyway, uh Oath Gates open, you guys. That's the end of chapter fifty eight, right? Yep, that's all that happened. An Oath Gate opened. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there is this whole Kaladin wanted to fly at the storm front, you know, and draw on the stormlight of the storm itself rather than having to rely on spheres. And that was that little experiment was a success. So that's good. And someone, I guess Dalinar, is contemplating about how he contemplates so much. So it's meta contemplation because he's contemplating about contemplation.
1: And I guess we're going to meet Fen soon. And he also tells Kaladin, like, when, when you go to Alethkar City, Kolinar? Kolinar. Colinar, uh, Keep an eye out America for... America City. Yeah. Keep an eye out for this place and give it a wave, because that's your land now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I own land. You know I don't want that burden. And he's like, soldier, none of us want the burdens of war. And I just remembered that the capital of America is not... America city it's Washington DC and it's actually similar to how Kolinar is named after the leaders of Alethkar Washington was the first president of the United States so Alethla being the continent made perfect sense but what Mike said also made sense
1: so I do kind of wonder at the practicality of you know giving every night radiant land specifically yeah they're gonna like... run out Lands in <laughs> in Alethkar. Uh, yeah, didn't up... like
2: Kaladin basically got this one because someone died and didn't have an heir. Yeah, and then Elakar was like, "Oh, there's there's somewhere for Kaladin." To... <laughs> um, but
1: like Dalinar is he's also thinking about like when he should give up his like his High Prince title and pass it on to yeah. uh, Adolin. Sure. Where once he does that, he won't have any authority or own any lands in alaskar anymore. Well, what you forget is that
2: Adolin is a murderer, and once he's outed for murder, then he probably uh won't have his title anymore. Well, then it would pass to Renarin.
1: It wouldn't like revert uh, back to dalinar
2: Yeah, yeah. Unless Adolin has, well, I guess Adolin. Even if Adolin had a son, that when he's stripped of his title, his sons would be cut off from High Princeton as well. If the, I mean, if that's even a penalty for murder. If he even, even if his murder is discovered, even if he's actually condemned for it, like there's a lot of yeah, the, the lefties are generally uh, pretty like
1: pro murder, yeah, <laughs> especially of other high prints. Um, but yeah, I I wonder at like the long term viability of of giving lands to radiance.
2: Yeah, because aren't there like going to be hundreds of radiance? <laughs> like, isn't that the plan? I mean, that's that's the hope because like there's well, definitely maybe they could be... just demote like. Maybe the people that are, like, 4th Don now will get demoted to, like, 4th and a half Don. So, yeah.
1: Chapter 58.
2: Chapter 59. Chapter 59! Bond Smith. At first I thought that Molinar was that Dustbringer's name, but then I remembered it's the name of the beauty mark on Dalinar's cheek.
0: That tracks.
2: And guess who I'm casting as Dalinar now? That's right, Rowan Atkinson.
1: Yep, when I when I think of Dalinar, I definitely go for Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, well, because Dalinar's a has-been.
2: All right, Scowls for Days, Town is Broken, Reverse Picking a Fight with Fen's Son, Dalinar serves business, Dalinar gets stabbed in a duel and dies, and the rest of this chapter is a coma fantasy. Unite us, please. The Shattered Temple Plane, Call Renarin in. Next scene. Why didn't Dalinar bring Renarin in the first place? Answer, in Dalinar's own words, he's a fool. Healing is tied to identity. Kedroch is that kid's name, and Fen joins the party. Burr, 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 burr. All right, uh, there you have it.
1: This week's chapters. What did you all think? Those are some pretty good chapters and some darker interludes than the previous two books had.
2: So, uh, you want to do Craig's job and interpret my notes? Sometimes I do it
1: myself, but sometimes I don't feel like it. Um, Sure. So, Dalinar keeps scowling, and, like, Fen is giving Dalinar a tour of, of Thalen City that has been largely destroyed. Um, Dalinar's scowling the whole time. Navani's like, hey, quit scowling. And he's like, they expect me to scowl, so I'm going to scowl some more. John Scowlsy. That's what
2: I should have written.
1: You should have, yeah. That would have been good. Uh, one of the places they visit is the Temple of Town, and everything's broken there. Like, a lot. Like, more so than some of the other temples. Almost as though the Everstorm was specifically angry at town <laughs> I mean, he did hold them back for quite a while. Yep. Um, then he lets Fen's son pick a fight with him, basically. Uh, yeah. He, like starts acknowledging some of the muttering that, that he's definitely been hearing the whole time. The but funny like... thing is that like even
2: Nivani gives him an opening. He's like like Nivani's like, Dalinar, honey, didn't you think all those temples were really boring? <laughs> uh and then Dalinar is like, Yeah, show me your city wall fortifications, son. And he, he pretends not to know that this is actually Fen son He's he he acts like this is just some
1: rando soldier. Yep. And then uh, they get into a duel, which Dalinar does what would be a very stupid thing and volunteers for, like, a an uneven duel. So Fen's it's kid gets... It's basically
2: like... <laughs> you ever play um, Goldeneye on N64? It's like the, the man with the golden gun, like, matchup where someone starts the game with, like, a one-hit KO gun.
1: It's and like everybody else's slappers only. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it's it's Dalinar's unarmed versus Fenn's son uh, with a longsword. Uh, and it's three minutes before things reverse. And Dalinar gets a sword and Fen's son is unarmed. So Dalinar dodges for two minutes and 50 seconds and then lets him stab him right through the chest during that last 10 seconds. And then Dalinar, Dalinar basically gives the same speech to Fenskid that he did to Elicar of, listen, if I wanted to kill you and take over your country, I would have done that already. I don't want to do that. So the only difference I'm going to bully time... you into, into friendship.
2: Instead of him spanking Fens kid, he lets Fenskid spank him with a sword in the uh, chest.
1: But it doesn't work anywhere near as well as it did with Elicar because these people aren't a lethy. This is this is a show of strength. This is Dalinar being a bully. He's he's like, I have so much power. I could just do this, but I'm not. So that's how you know we're friends. Sounds reasonable. Um, and then Dalinar finally figures out that he can do more with his power than stick a chair to a wall. <laughs> he can stick a lope to the wall. Yep.
0: He he can stick a wall to another wall.
1: Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. Can, he can do that. Uh, but basically he. He just starts rebuilding stuff. He starts with, like, an archway, and once once he gets enough things in close enough place, he can throw stormlight at it and make it rebuild itself. Which, hey, Dave, what, what, is, what book or novella's magic system does that remind you of? Cell. Yeah, but which one? Uh, The
2: one that was in Cell, and there was a girl in a cell.
0: At right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, wish, so. Emperor's
2: soul. Emperor's soul. She's like, "Hey guys, you want to be a bigger room with a nicer chair in it, right?" <laughs> but um it was actually yeah. like these pieces of the archway and statue and whatever objects are like they're inanimate objects, but they still have they still exist in the cognitive realm and their their identity is being part of that unified structure. So they they have this desire to continue to exist in that structure and not be separate pieces.
1: Yep, so Dalinar spends several hours shirtless putting buildings back together and statues and stuff. I, I almost feel like he went and got stabbed in the chest just to have an excuse to take his shirt off. I mean, if, if shirtless Dalinar can't unite them, then who can?
2: I mean, obviously, shirtless, sexy Kaladin has a shot. dreamy Kaladin. That's what I dreamy was Kaladin. Say. What did I say?
0: Sexy Kaladin. That's <laughs> the same thing. It has the same meaning.
1: Stupid, sexy Kaladin. Yeah, Kalryn um, RNN. Yeah, and then after Dalinar spends like hours rebuilding stuff, he's like, "Oh, my son exists and can heal oh people, and there are injured people here."
2: Oh man. So all right. A little point, a little parenthetical note here. So when is Downer gonna unshatter the planes? That's gonna. That's like a. That's what's gonna happen, right? Like he's supposed to unshatter the. Do you? I actually said this. I think way back in Wave Kings, didn't I? I was like, maybe unite them actually somehow means unite the shattered planes. You and did now, say
0: that. Like, I remember.
2: I now like. I now feel that was kind of a throwaway, but now I actually. I kind of wonder but then I also know that the shattered plains are actually like structures of a city that are just encrusted with krem but maybe only
1: a portion of the shattered plains is that I'm not sure uh that's Narok the the place at the center that the uh the parshindi okay. we're I know. we're living out of
2: Right, so maybe Narak was built in a like a crater or a valley or something, and the Shattered Plains was just one plane, and they desire to con- go back to being one plane. Although, they've spent so long as Shattered planes, I don't know if their identity has conformed to their new existence or not yet.
1: Man, Craig would be so happy to hear you using all these Cosmere words. Yeah, maybe he'll listen to the episode later. He won't. You know he won't.
0: And you know, since you were talking about cell earlier, and how you know Elantris is shaped like a magic thing, and I'm I'm not articulating this well because I just thought of it, but like, and you we mean know the that yeah, and we know that uh, Rosharan cities are shaped like the designs that show up in the what's it with the sand on the plate?
2: Siambic, yeah, pentameters,
0: th- or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and, um, and the shattered plains is shaped like also a shape, and i I don't know maybe they're magic cities we we haven't got that far yet
1: we all right, final scene of the week uh Dalinar is very rightly dragging on himself for being a moron and forgetting that he has an entire son, <laughs> and yeah, like so earlier in the in this chapter, as soon as like. Taravangian saw that there were like huge numbers of injured people being treated at these temples. It's like
2: let me get my guys in here to get their final words.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> Basically, well,
2: he acts compassionate, but you know what he really wants.
1: I mean he's doing both. But like he immediately calls for like his his army of surgeons because he runs Doctors Without Borders. Um, evil Doctors Without Borders. But the whole time Dalinar's all like
2: can't you know, I, I feel you. like what I'm. Do
1: you have, what do you see on your way out? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh well, must not be important. And that then he's like, "Oh, sure, it's the swell guy." Oh no! no. I, like Renarin exists. I forgot for All right, but... twenty years.
0: I I understand this though because. Like Renarin is the first magical doctor to have shown up in Dalinar's lifetime, right? So he's not used to having uh, a white mage around, and, and so it's like you know when you're in when you're when you're playing a Final Fantasy game and you've got your white mage in the party and that's good for healing your party during the battle, and then you figure out that you can also heal your party between fights and it's like whoa i can go into the next one fully healed and it's it's just this moment of revelation so dalinar just had that he was like i can use this white mage in combat and now he's like i can use it outside (laughs) of combat too Why?
2: and and that is what dalinar points out he's like i only thought of the wartime implications of having a white mage (laughs) i didn't think of the not in the middle yeah that's exactly what he says too it's like I wish I had played Final Fantasy, any of them, but you can't use the heal staff outside of battle. You have to use your MP or use potion. Yeah, but those yeah. cost
1: money. Yeah, so he and Fen have a conversation. She's like, well, I think I can talk my merchants into letting you send soldiers to help us rebuild. And Dalinar's all like, that's not good enough. Well, what do you mean? I'm giving you supplies. That's not good enough. Well, what do you want? I want your mind. And yeah, what what Dalinar wants is Fen, not not the country, but just, just the person, to join his group. Join the party. And
2: she does.
1: Maybe we'll get
2: Azir to join, which, uh, I mean, Dalinar's are in the trust of Lyft and therefore Gawks, but, you know, Gawks is kind of a figurehead,
1: so good luck. Yeah, I I don't know that like the advisor like Gox's advisors actually respect him at all. So <laughs> they were just like,
2: "Hey, if we put this kid on the throne, we won't get murdered immediately." Oh, uh, so... also, h- healing is tied to identity, which is pretty interesting. So, uh, if you they mention okay, Renarin is or what you know whatever Surge Binder, is better at healing people that were recently injured versus those who have had injuries for a long time. And that's because the longer you have an injury, the more it becomes part of your identity. And we've actually seen this in the case of Kelsier, right? Kelsier, even in the cognitive realm, has scars on his wrist because those scars
1: from the pits of Hatson are part of his identity. We've also seen this... Two versions of this in a couple of other places here on Roshar. We sure have.
2: I look forward to thinking about them on my own time. You have, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, obvious one is Kaladin and his his Shah scar, right? Is part of his identity. Yep.
1: And not Lopin. Interestingly, uh, Lopin is the like counter example to this. Where, huh. yeah he was he was without an arm for years and years and years but as soon as he got the magical ability to heal based on identity arm grows back
0: well that happens with a lot of amputees though that they they don't accept the the lost limb as like part of their identity like uh i i've got a friend with one leg who said you know sometimes he dreams he still has two legs and like it i i don't know how many years it's been for him but like um I, I can see that, that it, you wouldn't necessarily accept amputee as part of your identity for a really long time.
2: What were you talking about, Mike? Yeah, that. The oh, you were talking about the fact that Lopin doesn't fit
1: into the category. Okay, Yeah, he's, he's a counterexample of, mm-hmm. like, his missing arm never became part of his identity. So as soon as he got access to Stormlight to heal, it grows back. Yeah, neat. Is there anything else to discuss regarding this week's chapters? Oh, this is also how gold mines work, too. Huh. That makes sense. And it's why healing from a gold mine doesn't make you younger. Oh. Fascinating. Then how do ATM mines work? Those actually do make you younger. Those aren't based on identity. Those those actively change you.
0: Oh, and you know, it also explains why the gold mines work kind of automatically. Like... You know, if if you're shot in the head and you're definitely dying from that, but then you heal anyway, it's because you don't have to think about your identity. It just happens.
2: Huh. So healing is connected, lowercase c, to identity, capital I. Correct. Neat. That's just a general Cosmere rule that healing equals identity.
1: Yep. We could find some counterexamples to that at some point, but I don't know that we've seen anything on it yet. Like there could be some versions of healing that don't have anything to do with identity, but I don't know.
0: Well, and also not necessarily healing, but like the returned in Warbreaker, yeah. like uh, their their physical appearance is a, a matter of identity.
2: Right, because they have the one like little kid returned because his identity was being a kid. Yeah, versus, but they're all like late song. Their identity all like was being a hunk of guy,
1: eight feet tall and buff because they think they should be. <laughs> Except Vasher is, you know, five three and and scruffy because he thinks he should be. Don't don't Me. take that height as like accurate. I don't think he is. I think he's actually still pretty tall. But wait, he's Vasher's a returned. Did he's I know normal. that? <laughs> yeah, that's, Vasher that's is. That's how
0: the book ended.
1: Vasher was Warbreaker. Oh uh,
2: yeah, I forgot. I thought he was like immortal. I don't. I don't remember him actually being returned. Yeah, he was returned. How many breaths does he have? I mean, what? he uses night light, night blood all the time, so, like... Or does he? Does he ever actually... Does Vashra ever actually use Nightblood?
0: Might be time to reread like, that. At very the very end, rarely. I think
2: he does. Very rarely. But, like, rarely. usually he just, like... Usually his strategy is just throw
1: night blood in a crowd and let other people kill themselves. Yeah, because <laughs> Nightblood's whole psychic thing is, like, the weak-minded or the unpure are like, Hey, I want that sword. And then, then then, they try to draw the sword and they die.
2: Wait, what if you just left Nightblood out in a high storm? Then Nightblood would get wet. Alright, so, like, Nightblood is fueled by investiture. In not not just breaths, but investiture in general. So if Seth had Nightblood and was fighting at the front of a high storm, like, he would never have to, like, refuel. It's kind of like how Kaladin flies at the head of a a high storm and doesn't need to refuel like his spheres or whatever. Like Seth could actually just be super OP God mode with Nightblood at the front of a high storm. I wonder if we'll see something
1: like that. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Me too. Alright, so yeah. Uh I think you know most of the like plot threads going forward for this part. What are you most looking forward to?
2: Did we have a showdown with Kaladin and Seth yet? That happened at the end of the last book, right? It did. Uh we still have um we still have Nightblood and Silfrenna's wedding to look forward to. Uh actually oh, you know what? I'm I'm actually super interested in this ball of light spren that Venley was concealing. You know, what like what order of radiant what's like a little ball of light? Like it's not I'm trying to think of which orders we know and which of them have a spren
1: that resembles a little ball of light. I mean, I can tell you what order it is. I don't know that 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 name will give you much information. Uh, well, I doubt it's a Skybreaker or
2: Windrunner or a Shalan or a Yasna. Maybe it could could
1: it be another Bondsmith? It's not oh. a Bondsmith. Um, is you it... have seen this type of spren before? Like it, a different. Uh, it one.
2: seems like a like, like it seems like a type. glory sprint almost. Like though, like a little ball of light, like glory sprint or little balls of light, right?
0: Yeah, but she would have known what a glory. Maybe is. maybe
2: life sprint would life sprint little balls of light. Tell me what kind of sprint it is. That's the thing that like I feel like I should know.
1: Give me one second. I gotta look it up. It was flame sprint. Is it creation sprint? No. Oh, it's just a light sprint. Interesting. <laughs> Oh, wasn't there like star or something? There are also, I mean, you can just say noun spren and yes, there is. <laughs> okay.
2: uh, So it's just called a light spren? but it's not a light weaver because those are cryptics. Huh? Maybe I'll check out the Ars Arcanum of one of the older books and figure it out from there. But that's something to look forward to for next week. And that's the end of
1: this week's chapters. That is the end of this week's chapters. And as noted earlier, we're not going to do spoiler time this week. GG. Anybody got anything? Nope. All right. Then I guess we'll call that an episode. Bye, everybody. It's an episode. Good night.
0: This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive.